This is not Cha Music Review Podcast. Cha Music Review Podcast. Cha Music Review Podcast. Cha Cha Music Review Podcast. Cha Music Review Podcast. Baby, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my amazing members of the Cha Cha Nation, welcome to another episode of the Cha Cha Spotlight Series on the Cha Cha Music Review Podcast. My name is Afis Tonova, aka your musical plug creator of the energy force you know i get to do it here now i get to bring fast rising artists and we talk about their musical journey and everything in between and without wasting much of your time let me allow my artist for today to introduce himself yo what's up i go by the name valdozzi i'm a nigerian artist happy to be here yeah thank you for being on the podcast today so um let's get down into it tell us what is your real name and how did you come about the state name Valdozzi? Okay, the simple story. Okay, my real name is Valentine, Uko Valentine Unadozia. So, uh, the story of how the name Valdozzi came about uh, from a song by Rick Cross. Remember the song, you know, it normally says John Doe, John Doe. So, me and my friends were like, I needed a nickname. And then we were like, okay, let's, my nickname would be Valdo. Instead of John Doe, let me answer Valdo because my name is Valentine. Then along the line, the Weezy and all those Z names where they were all trending then. I was like, okay, let's turn it to Valdozzi instead of Valdo. That was just how it came about. And it was Valdozzi. And then we just merged my two names, Val and Dozier, came to Valdozzi. So, all right. So um, take us through your musical journey. Tell us the first time you fell in love with music and then at what point did you decide to say, okay, you know what, this music thing is what I want to do professionally? Okay. Um, <laughs> if I say the first time I fell in love with music, I would say I was a kid then. <laughs> okay, let me just tell the story. I was in, in the Nigerian school and I'm a Catholic. So I always go to church with my mom and the choir. There's always no one playing the, the drums. Then I started going to the drums to play, and it was it was funny. Then I was always playing trash. It was a, a secondary school, a female secondary school, and my mom was teaching it. So it was all girls, and I was one always playing drums. So I liked how the girls were all like, ah, they liked the sound and everything. So they were coming close and shit. So along the line, I entered the seminary, and the music team followed me through. In the seminary, I was a choir master for so many years. So I kept falling for music, kept falling for music. I was writing music for church choirs. I taught so many church choirs after my junior seminary school. Then I went to the university. When I went to the university, I met the the school life, the music life there, and I fell in love with what I was seeing. I was seeing some school celebrities, and I felt like, oh, wow, I want to do this music thing. Then... Um, I found out that choir, teaching choirs are not giving me enough satisfaction as I wanted for music. So I started writing songs. I started writing my own song. I wrote my first song in um, 2013. Yeah, I wrote it 2013. Then I recorded my first song in 2014. But the, the, the time I, I, I fell so much in love with music, this is a true life story. Was the first time I listened to Bonaboy like to party. I went to the studio and recorded 
a song and that was the first song i released that was just the first song i released there yeah. if you listen to the song it just sounds like like to party that the truth okay so you said um you started writing in 2013 but you recorded your first song in 2014 so in yeah. 2013 when you were writing what kind of songs were you writing i mean considering the father like you said you technically kind of started out from the choir so was yeah. it like a god uh, was it like a praise and worship song or it was you know what kind of song do you, what kind of songs are you writing then before but now boy now made you to write other songs there was this battle like there was this battle inside so i was writing inspirational songs there was this song i wrote called stepping up and see now it's stepping up so i was I was writing all these uh, inspirational songs stuff. And then um, I actually went to the studio to record it, but I didn't succeed. It didn't come out well. So I didn't. I don't normally say it's the first song I record. I always say it's this, the one after I listened to Bonaboy because that was the first song I'm like, okay, I've recorded. <laughs> so this kind of songs I was writing, like inspirational songs. And then sometimes, uh, yeah, they're a little bit tilted side so those were the kind of songs but you know whenever it happened <laughs> <laughs> all right so um would you say okay let's let's let, let me ask you this now okay. you had Bonaboy's mm-hmm. song and you were inspired to go to the studio to go and record but would yeah. you say it was at that point that you decided to say okay music is what i'm going to do my life or music is going to be part of my also or at that point it was just oh I had Bonaboy's song. I like the way it recorded. I can also do something like that. Let me just go and do it. No, I always tell people that when I listened to Bonaboy the first time, you know, that time he wasn't that popular. He wasn't well-known. He was still neglected as an artist then. He was like still on the ground, kind of. But I listened to him and I kept telling everybody, Bonaboy is the biggest artist I've ever had before. And then... Um, people didn't understand it then, but I thank God they can hear it now. But like, see, when I listened to him, I saw a picture of myself. That's just, a, I saw a picture of myself in the future. I was like, wow, crazy. This is what I want to be. Why I always give Bonaboy the credit for, for being an inspiration to me, sticking with music and being like, okay, I want to go hard on this, is because. There's always this person in anything you want to do, no matter how much you want to believe that it's just from our own our own will. There's always this person that that whenever you look at that person, you're like, shit, I want to be like this. So when our boy was that, immediately I saw him, I was like, wow, I want to be a music star. I want to I want to do music for the rest of my life. So I just saw a picture of myself in someone else something like that not okay. that not that i want to be born abroad yeah 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 but, yeah, yeah, but you wanted to yeah. be a musician you know just like yeah. Bonaboy. so it's safe yeah. to say that um it was 2014 that you made that decision of okay you know what music is what i want to do yeah okay so um let's talk about the recording experience i mean Tell us your experience the first time you actually went to a studio to record a song. I know you said the first <laughs> song that you recorded did not come out well, right? And it was the one you recorded after listening to Bonaboy. Boy. That's the one you can, you know, regard as your first song. But you know what? Yeah. Tell us 
about the two experiences and the differences and the lessons you learned from you know the one that did not come out well and the one that Bonner Boy now inspired. Okay, the song I the the first song I recorded is called Stepping Up. So <laughs> I you know in the choir I was I was always um, you know the seminary is is a boys school entirely so yeah there, there is always the need for people to sing soprano yes okay right? so I've been singing soprano from when I was in jazz one till my SS3 so imagine how tiny my voice was so I went into the studio and I had this possible voice so immediately they gave me the mic my song. I was singing with Fosito. <laughs> <laughs> I was singing with Fosito, and the guy that recorded me laughed at me. I, his name is Spin Five, actually. Spin Five is um, the first person that recorded me. He recorded that song. He, he likes the song, funny enough. That's the thing. But, like, I hated the song because I was sounding so... Is it to call it girly or what? Even these days, I still kind of sound a little bit, a little bit tiny in the voice. But like, it was so, I don't know. I just didn't like the song that much. It was so, uh, so touchy, so, so, I don't know how to explain it. So emotional, all this, so innocent. That is the word. The song you was were, so you were not, you were not for me, hard guy, hard guy. Like when I yeah, was there. the song was so innocent. <laughs> I was there singing that. See now we stepping up, step up right now. I say those kind of things. So I was like, wow, after everything. <laughs> so and then that same period, I recorded a song and I rap in the song. So when I rap, when I rap, when <laughs> I listened to the rap and he told me, "Pop and nigga, just stick to singing." <laughs> <laughs> Rapping was not meant for you. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meant for me at all. Let me just stick to singing. And then I remember um, there was this other guy. He's um, six feet. That's his name. He was a producer. He was called to the studio to listen to what I rapped, and he was like, "No, no, man, don't rap. Stick with singing." Even another rapper then that was in school testament listening to it and i was like nah nah my man stick to singing and i was like Ooh, are you and yes he was in that stepping up i rapped yeah it was a stepping up song that i rapped in one verse yeah i rapped in second verse and then and then they threw all kind of shades at me like you guys stop stop rapping and just stick to singing so so that was where that was the experience and because of all the whole experience i went back i was like no I didn't record well. In, I didn't enjoy the recording. The experience was like, ah, you're horrible. This kind of Poseto thing you did in choir. So I tried to start losing those kind of Posetos in my voice and and try to allow my voice come out the best way it could. It took me a while because it was hard. Something you've been doing all your life. So imagine just coming to a particular period of your life and you want to let go. I still have the Poseto thing in my voice up to now, but it's, it's better now. Now, the experience in the second one. <clears throat> okay, imagine I just finished listening to Bonan Boy and I loved his song. And I wrote, after listening to Like the Party, I wrote on. So, the person that I produced was um, Six Feet. 
So he made the beat, and what I wrote was sounding exactly like a little bit like um, like to party. There you go. So when I went to the studio to record, you know, somebody that hated his first experience of listening to himself sound so perceptive, I tried so hard to have a bass voice. So the song came out nine, but I was forming a bass voice, a bass voice all through the song. Okay. Get so yeah. instead of sounding all this thing, all my natural voice, I was still sounding normal, but my bass, my I was trying to get down to my bass more than just being on my normal because I have a nice I have a high voice so I was trying to be on my bass instead of my high and then it came out nice I liked the song even most people liked the song it was all ushered me into school entertainment scene people started knowing me Vardosi, Vardosi. so yeah it came out nice it was a good experience all right so will you say in the two experiences, which one were you more, I mean, there are some people that will tell you, oh, the first time they went into the studio, they were nervous, you know, their hands were sweating, even in the AC, their eyes were sweating, they went to urinate 10 times, you know, what was it like for you? Were you cool, calm and collected, or you were just, you know, all over the place, or you were just hyper? How can I be cool, calm, and collected? I wasn't. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I wasn't. I was tensed up. I was, as in, I remember Spin 5 recording me more than almost 10 times for one thing. He kept complaining about this, about, I didn't know how to sing. So it just fits into what is needed. But like, yeah, it was actually a teaching experience. I learned from it. All right. So while you were talking about, you know, recording the song and, uh, you know, you mentioned you made mention of school so let me just ask are you currently a student or also is doing you also way or you're done with school totally and i'm done with i um i i entered school 2013. okay but most people still think i'm in school but i'm done with school but i've not said that's the word (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 all right let's talk about let's talk about school i mean how was it for you being in school and handling music at the same time what was what was what was the struggle like okay there's this in the uh, there was this thing my friend called it is it a identity restructuring or something like that I was going through a lot of identity struggles. Like, I was a church boy. I was a church boy. Like, I used to play for cathedrals. I used to teach different choirs all over my community, all over the town. So, I was known as this choir master. So, me now being a musician and a secular musician was very controversial to every other thing around me. So it was a struggle having to deal with all that in school, seeing the way people begin to see you differently. And then and then the truth was that I always knew within me I was not that church boy. I, I always had a straw inside me that I wanted to explore. But the music aspect of church gave me a little bit of freedom to express myself, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I needed more freedom to express myself. So breaking out 
into that freedom when I was in school was it was hard. Having to deal with all the backlashes from um, family and everything. Because there was a time I even carried dreads. I had dreads in school and then my family, they were going all crazy about it. But the coolest thing about it is that my mom and dad were very okay with that. And they they just helped me through the phase and that was all. The biggest struggle, one of the biggest struggle was having to be in the music scene. I was always the guy that was, you know, he was that good. Everybody knew he was that good, but he was not a trending guy in school. I guess I was always the 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 upcoming artist in school. So and I hated that. But I feel like it's one thing that helped me actually grow my craft this well because wanting to be better every time it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So yeah. All right. Wanting to be better, it's a good thing. And um, you know, talking about always being the upcoming artist in school. I know that's going to be like a bit of a struggle, especially, you know, when it comes to shows. So let's talk about shows. Yeah. You know, what was your experience like the first time you performed on stage? Okay, crazily enough, it was amazing. My first time on stage, I murdered it. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, <laughs> but I killed it. And while going to perform, I dressed like an artist. If I, I was trying too hard to look like an artist, that I was looking so rough. So when they gave me the microphone to perform, I sang my song so well. I even brought out a girl, danced with a girl, and people shouted and all those things. I knelt down in front of the girl. Okay, that was horrible. I knelt down with the girl. And, and all those things. So, yeah, he... he it was a good experience. My first experience was a good experience. I also remember going for, okay, yeah, the competition I went for then was a good experience-ish till I lost. And I hated the experience. So, yeah, my first performance was, yeah, it was good. It was a bonfire night, I remember. Okay. So I wanted to give credit to the first person that gave me a show. It was uh, MC Dave. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Big shout out to MC Dave for giving you, you know, you know that that stage to be able to climb on and to be able to do your stuff. Um, all right, before we go, or uh, before I dive into your music itself, now um, I think the question I want to ask you now is going to be: What would you say has been your biggest challenge ever since you started music up until now? What would you say has been your biggest challenge or your biggest struggle so far? <sighs> Money. That's just it. Finances. Finances is crazy. I know I have the music. I know I have what it takes to jump into the the big scene, the big leagues with anybody, be in the spotlight, be in the mainstream. But money. Everything in this industry is all about money. And as much as I hate the fact that everything has to be about money, for luck to happen, it's, it's 2% out of 100. So... It's money, and I don't have all the money in the world to do that. I have the money, the much money I have is to push to the level I am right now. And then with the help I get from my label. So, but money has always been the problem. But thank God, I got a sponsor, so you're getting better. 
Okay, now let's talk about the music because I remember, you know, how I came across the music. It was on the street of Twitter. I think you actually even tweeted your music at me, and I'm like, okay, for this guy to send me the link or for this guy to tell me to listen to his song, this guy must be pretty confident of what he has done. And it took me some couple of days, maybe about two or three days after that, I went to listen to the music, and I'm not going to lie to you. The first track I had of that EP, uh, the EP is titled Magic. And that first yeah. track that I had titled Black Sheep. I'm like, hell no. Who the <laughs> hell is this guy? Like, I'm not going to see. Like, that song, that song was just, it, it was it was something else. So, before, before we, before we even talk about, before we talk about that EP itself and, you know, the whole song on the EP, which is naturally dope, let's talk yeah. about your, your recording process. How do you record? How do you, do you, do you write a song before you hear the beat or you hear the beat or you write, you hear the beat, then you write the song. And also what inspires you, you know, to write a song in general? Daily struggle is what inspires most of my songs my daily struggle my life my aspirations my passion my sexual passion my sexual self all the everything about me is what i put into music i always tell people that if you want to know me if you want to understand me and if you want to have a piece of me listening to my music because i put everything inside i don't care anything i said on Black Sheep is real to me. Um, like, when I write some of my songs, they're always emotional, too emotional to me because whenever I listen to those songs, I see the struggle I was at that point when I was writing the song. So sometimes I write my songs in the midst of one of my maybe worst stories, um, painful periods, joyful periods, hopeful periods, any period of my life that something happens and I have, I get a zing like okay I start singing it majorly just happens like I feel somehow and I start singing when I start singing something always comes out and when that thing comes out it becomes the song sometimes I might just sing the hook that feels so emotional to me that once and I leave it I could I'll keep doing what I'm doing and probably when I'm washing my clothes or all those things, I keep singing the song and I start writing another line. So I hardly ever pick my book to write songs. I normally just keep singing them and keep writing more lines. Then that's how majorly I write most of my songs. Then on the other hand, on the other hand, I also freestyle. I do freestyles a lot too. I listen to beats on YouTube. I write on them and... And they also come out very nice. And when you listen to songs I wrote on the beats, they sound different. They sound... There's this other aspect of me it brings out. The ones I write without beats, it brings out another aspect. Then, but some, the, the other one that I, The other way I actually record music is sometimes my producer, Nami, who produces, like, all my songs I'm listening to is produced by Nami. That's he's a dope-ass producer. He mixes, he produces, he records and does everything for me. That guy is dope. So, most times, I'll be in the studio with him. He will play a chord. And I'll be like, I like that chord. I'm making a beat with it. 
he will start making the beats and I'll be writing as once he's done with the beats I'll record it and that's it that is, there are some songs we make like that once he just starts making a beat I'll start writing while he's making the beats then once he's done with the beats I'll record immediately and we are done with that actually recording is not a hard thing for me and writing songs is one other thing that is not so hard it's once I catch a vibe I have a vibe and I'll just keep going that's that's just it Okay, once you have a vibe and you cut the vibe and you just keep going. So let's talk about the EP Magic. Now, tell us what was the what was the should I, what was the concept behind the EP and uh, what song would you say was the first song you recorded and the last song you recorded on the EP? Okay. Um the EP was the EP I was trying to tell a story. I was trying to tell the story of my depression. I always tell a story about my about myself. EPs. I like dropping projects. I also dropped another EP now entitled Wild. Maybe you should check it out. But like, let's talk about this. Um, the the EP was me talking about a very painful moment in my life. That was when I nearly quit music. These were like periods I felt so down that music felt so painful for me to write and everything because I saw myself not being able to do this because of of all the the barriers I had, the other blockades. I couldn't go further because I didn't have the income, I didn't have the right connections. And then it was so painful to me and people around me didn't help much at some point. Um so I put all that into the music and that was how magic came about. Magic magic the title was what I needed. So I was like magic I need magic. So and that was what I tried to make. Try to put magic into sounds so that you know, something to just lift me out from this place and place me somewhere better. That is just the whole concept around it. Like, I can't remember exactly the first and the last ones I recorded, but I can remember the story behind everyone. So, um, okay. the day I wrote Black Sheep, I was um, in the music studio recording with uh, Kemena, a friend of mine that is also a very dope musician and a producer too. So, I was recording with him. And then... Um, I, went, I was going out to buy stuff, to buy food. And while I was walking down, I started writing Black Sheep. So before the night, I had this very crazy argument with um, my girlfriend. And there were some things said in the night. There were some things said and they were painful. So when I was now walking down, everything started playing in my head. I was like, the whole struggle, the identity crisis, having to deal with family, extended family, everybody's saying this one and that one about me. People looking at me as if I I was going crazy, I was becoming useless. I was following the wrong path because I was doing music. So I was like, damn, fuck, I can't do this anymore. And then if you listen to the words, and then I was like, um, I'm a lot of bullshit to deal with. Like, I just try to be like, okay, let me accept who I am. Yes, I'm, I, I am a lot because I know that it's not easy to deal with me. You know those kind of things. Um, 
And because I'm chasing my dreams, everybody is like, ah, you are hurting the family, the image of the family, the extended family, and all those kind of things. Then, but the crazy thing, the crazy twist is that one of the major drives I have for doing my music and pursuing my career is that I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for my lineage. I'm doing it for my my family. I want, there is something I want to create. I want to create uh, a legacy that won't die. So, so in that song, I was like, everything I'm doing is for you guys, but you can't see it now, but you will see. If you remember, I kept saying, you will see. Mm-hmm. You will, maybe when I've got it, you will see. So, and I knew within me that if I stopped doing music, I was going to be miserable because thinking about putting music already made me miserable. So, if I stopped doing it, best believe I'm going to be the worst human being you know. So, that was why I kept saying I will hate everybody and I will loathe everybody. And that was the truth. The only thing that really, really gives me that amount of joy and fulfillment and happiness is music. So take that away and you have an angry person that would hate and loathe everybody. So that was the message in that song. Allow me to do what I'm doing. It is for you, but you can't see it now, but maybe when I have it, you will see. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I listen to that song, I'm like, wow. This is deep. I've listened to a lot of fast rising artists, and most times, most of their songs are always, you know, commercial. It has a lot of commercial appeal. In as much as Magic had, you know, that one song that was still commercially, you know, appeal and commercially successful, but yeah. majority of the songs there were so there were something deep and there was something more personal. You know, there were songs that you listen to and be like, hmm, hmm, this is deep. This is deep. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you because the thing is, if I listen to your song and your song is not good enough, I'm not even going to have you on the podcast in the first place. So the fact that I could listen to your song and I could connect with the song and like, okay, this song is good. This is an artist. I don't need to keep you to myself. I need to introduce you to the whole world because this is what, uh, you know, this series is about. It's about introducing fast rising artists to the world and introducing the world to the fast rising you know, artists. Now, we've talked about, you know, your musical journey and all of that. Let us, you know, chill a little bit. Let's just move away from the music a little bit and let us get okay. to know Valentine a little bit. Like you said, your name is Valentine, right? Yeah, it's Valentine. Okay. <laughs> so does that, does, that, does that mean that you were born February 14? No, I was born on February 12th. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, um, tell us this. What would you say, um, aside music, what would you have say you would have seen yourself doing? Let's assume music was not the thing that you were doing. What would you have say? Okay, you, you. This is what I would have been doing. If I was not doing music. Ah, uh, jeez. Just found out I've never thought of this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to think about now that you talk about it. Okay, I do something by the side. I'm a portrait artist. I make portraits. Okay. Um, it's, it's somewhere I make money from 
outside music. But I don't want to do that for life. Hell no. Like, I want to express via art. Probably if I didn't do music, I would be an expressive artist. Because what I don't like much about portraiture is that it's too rigid. It's too picture, just paint a picture. It's too, ah, it's just too straightforward. Do this, do this. And then I like expressing myself a lot. I don't like having rules. I, I don't like having rules surrounding what I'm doing. So that is why I feel I would have become an artist, a conceptual artist. I would have just been making art and telling stories with art. That is what I would have done. It's still what I'm doing, but I'm doing that with music. Telling stories with oh. music. Okay. Telling stories with art. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So that's that's nice. All right. Uh, the second question I'm going to be asking you is, uh, what would you say your favorite food is? Hmm. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of Ohasu. Mm, now that's that's a soup. <laughs> <laughs> or has to swallow. I'm done. What what kind Have of me. what kind of swallow? Is it any swallow or there's a specific swallow? I don't mind. Okay, let's say um uh, fufu. Fufu or apple. Apple. Or Olubu soup, it's apple. Those two, you have me. In fact, mm. it's a secret mm. to my heart, actually. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. I wanted to say, ladies, if you are listening to this, you know how to get it. But then again, I said, let me ask first Are you single, searching, relationship, situationship, or God when? Or you're even an entanglement? Which one are you? Ah. This one are private business. People, people will trip their eyes. I am anyone you want me to be. <laughs> okay. He said he is anyone he wants him to be. Let's talk about sport. What can, are you are you a sport person? If you are a sport person, what sports do you do or what sport do you play or what sport do you follow? I used to play basketball. I stopped and I hate the fact that I stopped. I think I want to start it. That's nice. All right, let's let's circle back into the music and let's try to you know to round um, this up. So I mean, okay. without a doubt, without a doubt, we already know that Bonaboy is your biggest inspiration. If not for Bonaboy, <laughs> you might you might not you might not be here. So shout out yeah, to Bonaboy. We have someone that you actually you know influence. So is or I mean, without any doubts, Bonaboy is one of those artists that I know that you definitely want to work it you want to work with in the future. Sorry, I have I have to cut you short. There is something I keep okay. saying. I keep saying this and I've said this thing to my friends, my manager and everybody. I'm like, the day I see Bonaboy, I don't care how big of a star I am, I might go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I might really be a big star then to get and everything. But that experience of seeing him won't be because of... Um, I'm not going to start feeling so big. I am big, but I am going to fucking express myself and be like, I love your music. Simple. I don't like the whole industry thing about forming. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that with Bonaboy. Let me just be real. 
when I see him, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually lose it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. So, um, aside from Bonner Boy, just you know, mention two other Nigerian artists that you will say that you know you are looking forward to working with in the future. Okay, AG Baby, Whiskey. Okay, AG Baby and Whiskey. All right. Now, I mean, obviously, right we're talking about, you know, music and all of that, you rightly mentioned that you freestyle and that is one of the way, you know, you write your music. So it is time for me to allow you to do freestyle for the audience. Let the Chacha gang and the Chacha nation that are listening to me right about now, <laughs> let them feel wow. what you can do. So the floor is yours. You are going to freestyle for us. Uh, I got one. <clears throat> Then I come try to my energy. I light up like a dark emoji. Pull up on you like a young Timothy. What bad see we get enemies? You come to my presence and bend on the knees. It's loyal people today like today, please. To gain my glory, man, I have to be pleased. So no try to stop me, I know fit to leave. Man, I just come them, I want me to leave. So I tear gun like a god of a leash. I'm a lion. So I like to defeat, so make you not try to death. Ooh, taking back one second, one second. I know you thought you had me. Take you back one second, one second. I know you thought you had me. I was down, try to stop 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 me. But bad man never ever down. Nah, bad man never ever give up. Bad man never ever down. Nah, bad man never ever give up. Bad man never ever down. Bad man never ever give up. Bad man never ever down. Yeah, bad man never ever give up. Yeah, and if we allow you, bad man will just continue singing and <laughs> we won't leave here today. <laughs> All right, so uh, um, before you go, right, um, is there any new stuff that you are working on? Do you have a new project out or should we be expecting something new from you? You know, let us hear. Okay, 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 okay. Ladies and gentlemen of the world, everybody listening, wild dreams is a project i just dropped i don't want to make much share but yeah she just can't listen please if they listen to wild dreams and whether they like it or they don't like it or they want to say one or two things about it how can they connect with you your social media handles okay um you can connect with me on instagram at meet you can connect with me on Facebook. Just search for Valdozi. You'll see me there. You can connect with me on Twitter at Valdozi. On TikTok at Valdozi. And the song Wild Dreams can be streamed on all major streaming platforms, right? On all platforms. Everywhere you want it, it's there. TikTok, okay. Instagram, everywhere. Okay, you guys should go and check that out and let me know what you feel. And also... Don't forget to check out the EP titled Magic. Trust me, you are going to enjoy the EP. Valdozi, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. I really, really do appreciate. Okay, my pleasure.
enjoyed being here with you too. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and members of the Chacha Nation, that is going to be the end of today's episode of the Chacha Spotlight series on the Chacha Music Review Podcast. Like, come away with another episode. My name would always remain a feast over, aka your musical plug, creator of the energy force. Peace out.